0: The Around the NFL Podcast. Carried NFL Network through the offseason. Right. From the Chris
1: Wessling Podcast Studio. It's the Around the NFL Podcast. Dan Hans is here with Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler. Um, here we are. Week 7. Later tonight, Mark Sessler and mystery guest... We'll discuss Browns Broncos, and that will be great. And then we have an entire slate of games, but not really because we got six teams on bye. So uh, the schedule takes a little bit of a breather here, uh, and that's nice, Greg. We get to focus up a little bit more on Sunday, and uh, teams get to get healthy. That's nice too. It does feel like a big weight off the shoulders
2: for some reason. It's a big deal. But we're not doing the um, the math thing anymore, where you figure
3: out how many teams.
1: Right, because it's playing. a new
3: equation at this at this stage.
1: All right, yeah. here we go fresh math 32 teams <laughs> two teams play already thursday that's 30, 30 <laughs> minus 6 24 games divide by 2 12 games to talk about math matters got no, it you know you nailed it ha nailed it. still got it baby all right so good stuff greg um good job wearing purple today you are a ally as they say
2: yeah, to give the the listeners context, uh, I think it's it's um, it's a wear purple day. It's a wear purple day to support the LGBT community, and you guys didn't. Right. Yeah, I mean. I also have a pin. Kinda, oh, hold on. Right.
0: Yeah, Mark and Dan were actually texting this morning, and they were like, I'm not wearing purple. Like, there's no way I'm <laughs> I feel purple.
1: like it's a little showy, and Greg not only wearing a purple tie, but then a pin that wardrobe <laughs> gave him. He doesn't even know what the pin means. It <laughs> just, it's like, what is Greg really? It means really, I, I'm an ally, something? and you're not it it actually they said that Is they're like this if there's ever been such
2: like, thing if- as a thirsty ally it's greg <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got we got like seven emails about it. I wasn't gonna say a word. It, it we there was signs up around the building, and so yeah. you just do it. Right. You don't say anything. You don't make but a big deal. You're the one right. making a big deal. No, hold on, because okay. you're insecure about your prejudices. Oh, <laughs> and
3: also, also, I would just say as a note to the yeah. to the organizers. Can we just like, the whole do show anything. about this? Yeah, I mean, you're suggesting that like you 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 know Erica sent a fire text to us yesterday, telling us that we must show up. In purple clothes, and if you did I, not. Well, I absolutely would. Right. I don't. I'm a, I don't own purple. Do I don't own purple clothing. I, I told you to go
0: to Target. I, what I, I, what?
2: No. You could go down to wardrobe and you could get in one 1993.
1: Handkerchief. I had a uh, Thunder Dan Marley jersey for the Suns. I don't know where that is. That was the last time I had something purple. So that's it's not purple. That's years. Ago. I know, but and just, you know, I'm an ally and a supporter of you and the entire community. Right.
3: Your so. angle on it is aggressive, Erica. <laughs>
0: Mark, um, you told me to perish before the show. I no, think that was I... not connected to the. To <laughs> that
1: was lifestyle choices. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last show of the Around the a podcast. We hope you enjoy it. Um, okay, good, good job, Greg. Just having some fun. You are.
2: Yeah, the next edition will just be me, Colleen, and Erica. It's going to be like split around the split ends. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, that. <laughs> that's
3: All right. Wearing purple. I survived.
1: And we heard, by the way, that there's there's. Percolation out there that the Split Ends podcast is doing well, and uh, and that's fine. Uh, that the new podcast with Erica Tamposi and Colleen Wolf has been successful, but I need a data dive. Uh, Gravedigger, can you get on the mic a second? And oh, we got so many games to get to, but there's some important stuff we got to talk about here. Gravedigger, what's up? Hey, how's it going, Ricky? Uh, don't listen. Um, I need you to do a data deep dive, analytics style to make sure that the numbers that Ricky and Connie are getting off this podcast aren't mm-hmm. shaving off the backs of our show's numbers. Absolutely. You're saying you don't want listeners tuning out of ATN just to tune into. If our ads. numbers are dipping in correlation with the arrival of this show, that show needs to mm-hmm. go away.
2: Executed. Especially the Tuesday show. I think that's when you can really
1: so, I, zero in. Okay, up. you could give Ricky a headset back, but just, if you could do that for me, Gravedigger. It's a it's a really good show uh, though. We heard yeah. you, Aaron.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean it's also taken over our Instagram page and uh you know, that's fine. Just you know it's, it's I have heavily
0: advertised. It. I have not missed an episode yet, so I would assume all oh ATN listeners
2: are in the same boat. Can I trust you for this? No, she he works for her. He,
3: she's his <laughs> boss. You can trust nobody.
1: That's true. All right. Let's get to it. Week seven. Usually we start with the primetime games, but they don't do much for me. I don't know about you guys. We'll get to them. How Barry, they're solid but unspectacular. So let's start with the draft. And um, this week, Greg picks number one. I pick two. Mark picks three. Now, uh, if you listen to the end of the Tuesday show, you'll know there was a trade that went down. Greg, uh, to get back Chargers, Ravens last week, gave me three opportunities. This is the uh, agreement to jump him at any point. And I get to use those whenever I wish. Greggy? I'm using one right here.
2: Oh wow! <laughs> I'm jumping ya baby. Okay, you got I'm two
3: jumping left ya, for
1: what? Yeah, I'm curious. For what?
3: Well, it's. Just, I wouldn't call it um, the A plus slate I, of the year, but, but, about, but I'm okay. going to
1: use it on the two best teams in the AFC North. Oh, okay. Oh,
3: that, that wasn't my
1: pick. was At Baltimore. There you go. We'll start right there. The Bengals at the Baltimore Ravens. I'm surprised that that's not your first pick. And I'm a little bit upset. I don't think you're telling the truth. No, I a
2: hundred percent. am. And I'll explain why in a minute.
1: Anyway, here we go. Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, first place in the AFC North on the line. And I'm so excited for this um, Mark, because the Bengals are a great story, obviously uh, right now. And they are playing very well. They're playing well against good competition. Now this is a big test though. You go on the road to Baltimore who is playing Lights out right now. They've won 5 games in a row. They just embarrassed the Chargers. Um so if the Bengals are indeed for real and a team that we should look when we start to look ahead and take a peek at the playoff picture and all that is Cincinnati a nice story or an actual player in this thing, how they perform on Sunday is going to go a long way for me personally.
3: Yeah, I think it's a chance for the Bengals to announce to everyone for people that haven't been tracking them that closely Hey, look at us. We're spicy. Our bodies are spicy. We are a team to contend with. And you're exactly. getting a peak version of the Ravens. Which, the bodies which bodies, you get in there? which bodies specifically? I'm in mean, the pro athletes. Least. I would a whole host but of them. compared problems. to other teams, are they spicy? I think they do they are okay. probably Go spicier ahead, than ever physically. Um that
1: one was just sometimes you'll throw bodies and things like that, but that one really stood out for some
3: reason. Because it's this because this team is standing out. And it. it's not just, you know, it's not just Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I think their offense is so so resilient, though there is something different with Burrow, who just wants the ball at the end of the game. And I think they are—they are not. They—they they, they talked about Jamar Chase said that last week. The attitude in this locker room is we will step on people's necks. We are mm. going to take people I out. Like that. And that's not been how you've thought about the Bengals forever. And this is the acid test. And it's not just offense. It's—it's—it's it's, it's Lou and Arumo, who Greg announced in our newsroom uh, mentioned his name on NFL Network. You're right. How often does that happen, Greg? Not too often. But this defense is the fifth few. Points allowed league wide. They've been really good against the run. That's totally different when you play Lamar Jackson and a Ravens backfield that despite having like the entire cast wiped out, they've run the ball really well with some of those backs the last couple of weeks.
2: They have, and yet I think they're gonna need to throw it to win this game. I don't really trust that running game totally yet outside of Lamar. And I think if you look at the Bengals, like you said, a good rush defense. I think Rashad Bateman being back makes a difference. You know, he came in last week. He had six targets, looked competent, and Sammy Watkins comes back eventually. I trust the Bengals' defense, though, to keep this game close. This number, I think, is six, six and a half. Like, I I like the Bengals to keep it closer in that because of the – defense, but it's the offense that I have bigger questions on for Cincinnati. Because I just think they need to have a little more dimensions. I want to see them against a, a, a blitzing type defense like Baltimore. I remember that nightmare game they had against the Ravens a year ago where Burrow and Zach Taylor and the offensive line was flummoxed about everything they sent. And I love Jamar Chase, but I'd like to see a little more dimensions. All right. They're not getting T. Higgins involved. They're not getting Boyd involved. And they are starting to get Chris Evans involved who I really like as this pass catching back. racks a huge fan. Like Great great hands moves really well they might have found like a, a geo bernard upgrade uh, in this kid chris Evans. but it's the offense i don't quite trust as much
1: and you know uh i i like their roster though beyond i know i love their big 3 like you're saying you got joe mixon jamar chase joe burrow they're going to win a lot of games if those guys stay healthy or at least score a lot of points but there is i think boyd's a player i think t higgins they're good but like,
2: they're not getting involved that much like the two of them combined the their end. yardage and it's not close to what chase
1: has all right well maybe this will change any other thoughts on the Ravens, by the way? Who would you – just more broad question. Who would you rather have for the next 10 years at a quarterback? Burrow or Lamar? Oh, Lamar by far. I mean, he's already won an MVP and he's
2: on play, pace for another. Burrow has set a really great baseline with his 16 games, but I don't know if he's going to be special.
3: I guess – I mean, is it cliche to wonder physically where Lamar would be eight years from now uh, with the way
1: that – They could he, just count it well. Joe Burrow's knee exploded last year.
3: That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I – I'm take, thinking about the next three you or have four because you, like, you, you don't really know. You have to say Lamar. But I think Burrow has been one of the better stories of the AFC after that awful August for the entire offense, basically.
2: Eli Apple is playing a lot for this Bengals team, and he has not really been picked on. So I think the Ravens now have the dimensions in this passing game. It's like, go go pick on Eli Apple for four quarters.
1: Go go do it. Go pick on Eli. All right, let's get to it. Who remember was when, that? Remember when Eli got – didn't he get – when he was a giant rookie, get thrown Eli into a dunk tank? Dunk tank? Eli well, Manning or Eli, Eli Apple? Apple?
3: I don't know. His mom was always, you know, doing stuff, tweeting.
1: Somebody things. threw him in like a cold tank or something in the locker room, and it was a story. Yeah, you're right. There was that a I don't lot. Recall. There was a lot Ricky, of like. Can you look knife. that up for me? The Eli Apple um, <laughs> hazing incident. All right, let's. Um, that's. Let's move on. A black that, okay. Hole. Yeah, that's a great game. All right, Greg,
2: you're up. Okay, so this my number one pick was going to be and now and still will be bears at bucks and here's why in the 4pm slot there's two dog games don't want one of those dog games number 2 you've got Trent Green on your call i've got Jim Nance care. and Tony Romo <laughs> i care and i th- i'm interested in this game because this was the game last year where you started to wonder are the bucks really going to get it together and they've mentioned it a lot this week they scored only 19 points against chicago a year ago it was the game where tom brady held up the four number because he got confused at the oh, end yeah. of the game. Yeah. Not that they're not motivated every week, but I think they want to show how much they've changed. And I want to yeah. see how much Justin Fields has changed because to me, this is bi- this is going to be his toughest matchup since he played Cleveland. You can't run it on Tampa. They're such a good running team, Chicago, over the last couple of weeks. You're going to have to rely on Justin Fields and them to handle all the blitzes Todd Bowles' sends at him. I've liked what I've seen out of Fields and Nagy the last couple of weeks. It's like a slow build. This is a big-time test, and I've had fun watching him, so I'm going to have fun watching him whether he gets blown out or not.
3: I'm with you on fields. I mean, they had 55 passing yards against the Packers in the first half, but if you go look at the drive – where the Bears made it 17 to 14. I thought Fields made some good throws. That first drive of the game, he had some dimes. Too. Then they went to sleep though for a while after that. They are a little streaky. I think at this in this game, I don't know if you're going to hold the 19 points like you did a year ago. You might have to ask Fields to do a little bit more in this and just open it up. I mean, there is a ba- the the these Bucks secondary is banged up. It sounds like Antoine Winfield, who had a concussion scenario, but practiced in full. Will be back but you know Carlton Davis, Sean Murphy, Bunting, Richard Sherman. I mean there is an opportunity for them to do more than just be this sort of run I ba- pretty run heavy offense. They've been so good. Work. They've
2: been so good running that they kind of haven't had to pass that much, but yeah, you need a little more.
3: I also think Robert Quinn, who it was put on the COVID list. It sounds like he's been vaccinated though cuz he's done his interviews without a mask, but he has got to get a couple positive tests. He has been a huge difference maker for that defense. I
1: don't I don't love well, I don't love anything about this game for the Bears. Um I don't know if it would be there at six overall in our draft, Greg. So if you really wanted it that bad, it's kind maybe of about the, the time right move, of day. But. I
2: also watched the Ravens live last week, and that hurt me. And so I, I don't like to do it twice in okay. a row. All right,
1: you have interesting. You have a different way of drafting. I, I've noticed that the last couple of weeks, but uh, you know, the fact that the Bucks, on top of it, have had a you know half a bye week, so they haven't played in ten days because they played TNF um on October 14th so that that I think is only going to help a team a veteran team like the Bucks in terms of health and preparation um so I fully expect Tom Brady to do what he does now uh which is um I know you have by the way Dak by the way uh as your number one quarterback in the QB uh, rankings now Greg but just Brady's mastery of the position is He's that like two. He's okay, it's like a it's the Peyton Manning thing where he's just smarter than everyone now and just has figured every he's figured it all out. And they all it's that old sports thing, it's like um, when you're an athlete, the more you learn about the sport as you get older, um, you know, your physical abilities sometimes go down as your knowledge goes up. So, but Brady's somehow gotten to a situation where he's mastered the sport from an intellectual standpoint, but he's still at a high level uh, physically. It's not supposed to work that way. So that, I just think he's going to pick apart a good Chicago defense because he does it to everybody. And the other guy I wanted to bring up was Leonard Fournette, who's uh, a really good player for these Bucks. And I know we brought him up a couple weeks ago, and maybe it's just the Brady effect, but he's been a really big addition to that offense in terms of a week-to-week add that keeps them from getting too predictable.
2: I'd have to make a list, but I feel like he's a top 10 to 15 running back right now. He's playing great, and they're going to need him. They might not have Antonio Brown. They might not have Rob Gronkowski. He was a big part of this book. I got sent in the mail. It's good. It's called A Season in the Sun. It's by Lars Anderson and it's about the Bucks. And this Bears game figured big in it. And it really kind of goes through how much Brady struggled Mentally, to make this offense his own, and the they, they he needed the bye week to basically hear from Arians that like make it do whatever you want with it. Make it the Brady offense if you want, and Brady sort of took charge after that. But it was pretty fascinating, like how much he was struggling mentally uh, mm. early in that season.
1: I've I'm been impressed now that's with Greg
3: gone. ripping through the entire book during a busy. It's uh, pretty work good. Week. Nice job on He's the a reader. front.
1: He's a reader. Tom Brady threw six games. 2064 I got like 30 pages
2: left, actually. Lars. We want to be on. Uh,
1: 2,064 passing yards, 17 touchdowns, three picks. He's got 11 touchdowns, zero picks in the red zone. Mastery.
2: It's stupid that I've seen He these. should be number one, by the it's way. It's a little Over early Dak. to talk MVP. I think it's too early because there's so many great quarterbacks right now. But I've noticed Brady's never mentioned because the narrative isn't great. And it's like Brady is playing
1: as well or better than by all. By the way, them. what's so, wrong with the Brady narrative, the 44-year-old right, quarterback? That's
2: a fine narrative. But people are just <laughs> right. more excited about Kyler They're and They're just Lamar sick of it, it It's the Belichick Dak, As they should. Yeah. But.
1: Same thing why Belichick when they won 400 titles in 412 years. Um, wasn't winning coach of the year every year. It's just like, yeah, I'm bored of that guy. Give it to somebody else. All right. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Let's move on. Mark, you're up. Your first pick. I feel like you got a good spot here because Greg a little bit of a reach there, uh, even though he gave you his reason. This
2: isn't much of a, a week. You took the, the Oh, I love I love I love game. what I, what's happened to me right. at number three. Because you're gonna here. take the other good four PM game at some point here. At some
3: point I may, okay. but not right here. At this spot, <laughs> I'm going Kansas City at Tennessee. Okay. Good one. In the good early choice. window. And good you know, job by you. I looked at the spread on this game, and I think the Titans have a reason to feel a little a little disrespected at home oh, after at wiping up the bills the way they did. A is this a ra- oh. is the Rainmaker? Is he going to do it? No, wait. I'm not going to do it. I just think that if you're them, you'd have to be a little flummoxed by how people view them after what we just saw against Buffalo. But they're a little you mean banged since up. since that game or just since in that general? Game, the, in, fact, in fact, the spread became more, um, mm. I thought, Appalling. It, More wood it, it, was it, laid since. It didn't shrink the way that you – It didn't. there wasn't a huge um, pro-Titans effect. What is it, on the five or something? It's Well, I mean, the it, well, last time I checked, it was like five, five, 5.5 or something like that.
1: Greg set the line in Las Vegas. Sure. Ago, so.
3: You're a little banged up, though, if you're Tennessee, coming off that game. Obviously, Taylor Lewan, but Caleb Farley tore an ACL. Christian Fulton is on IR. So there's a chance here for the Chiefs to do what they do, which is – Roll up points, but they're still a team that I mean, they're rushing defense. I was talking to the Gravedigger before this uh, podcast, and it's like there's hope for the Titans because you can go do what you do well. And I thought that's exactly what they did against Buffalo. Just lean on Derrick Henry and the rest of the crowd. And if you get a kind of game from AJ Brown that you did, I mean, the Chiefs to me feel like they they started the season as. I remember when Cleveland played them? Cleveland has to be perfect to keep up with the Chiefs. Now it's almost like Kansas City's offense outside of Washington, can't make the mistakes it's making, and it leads the league in giveaways Mm. uh, with the defense as porous as it's been. And I I think the Washington game is a bit of an aberration. It doesn't solve all their issues on defense.
2: They made some changes, though. You know, first of all, Chris Jones hasn't been playing. Sounds like he might be back for this game. He's going to maybe move back to his natural position. Defensive tackle. The experiment of him at end wasn't working. You get Sorensen
1: out of the... What do you mean? The offseason storyline with I all know. the notebook
2: leads about... It?
1: It's amazing what he's able to do on the outside. Yeah. It hasn't totally worked. He yeah. hasn't been as
2: impactful. They got Sorensen out of the starting lineup. That I seemed- saw that. seemed to help last week. They made a couple plays. Big move. I'm not... I, I'm with you that it sets up well for the Titans to just steamroll them when they have the ball. But I will always take a great passing team over a great running team. And the Chiefs are a great passing team. They still lead the NFL in yards per drive, points per drive. Like, I know I feel like the turnovers are fluky. You mentioned Fulton, who had been playing really well for Tennessee, is out. And, and so they're short at cornerback. And I, I know the line maybe shouldn't be that big, but when it comes to the locks... You don't need to worry about the line. You just got to get the W, and that's why I'm locking up the Chiefs All on right. the
1: road. Ooh, I like that one. That's good. And you are on a little streak after the the miserable start. Oh, and
2: three. You've now won three in a row, Greg. Well, you know what? Philosophy worked the last couple of years. I, nothing's working this year, was always take the Chiefs when they're available. So we'll see if that continues. Well, I'm, continues I'm doing the same work. thing, and
3: that may sound unoriginal, but it's You not just a- talked about you didn't like the spread. I, I said the Titans don't. I do. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with it, and I'm locking the Chiefs up as well. Oh, That wasn't fun. I could care less if anyone in this room um, approves of it. The, The Chiefs offensive line is coming along. I could care less. I'm serious about that. I don't need to do this to Get the two of you to say what a nice job. I'm Let just excited. I don't care about, you. I of <laughs> course,
2: I don't care. I picked him too. I'm saying you spent this whole preamble and you sent an Instagram video about how uh disrespected the Titans should feel. The Titans, and then you not just mark you just locked up against. I didn't, that, oh, yeah. I didn't spend, that's I,
3: didn't, I didn't go on a whole thing about how Mark feels dis. I've now feel disrespected slightly by the two of okay. you for you know.
1: Your response. Like, I've been doing some behind the scenes host stuff uh, for the past like two minutes and I have no I feel like Mark's mad at me. I don't think I even said anything <laughs> in the last two minutes. No, no, because uh, you,
3: you do have one of your like after I announce the lock, A, Erica who's annoyed at me for various reasons <laughs> Mark, doesn't what? do the lock sound. <laughs> and then Dan's like, Oh it's like, What is that? I mean that's like a, it was uh, a totally absurd okay. I said hey, yeah. it I set it up right, Hey, boys, he had talked about
0: Boys, the boys. He was just let's supporting. just take a break. We're, <laughs> we're <laughs> take a breath. We're okay. all together, everything is okay. And also did you know that there was questions about the physical treatment of second-year cornerback Prince Amukamara, oh, a relatively small player who did not appear pleased to have been carried and deposited into the tub by hulking star defensive end Jason Pierre-Paul? Oh,
1: JPP did it. That's yeah. right. It wasn't Eli Apple. It was no. Prince. Amukumara. But
0: there was he. There was some Eli Apple controversy where he called someone a cancer, and there, there was, was. There stuff, was. Yeah.
2: yeah. There was. He had it a didn't com- go well. He had a confrontation with his teammate, and I think he got suspended for being just a, a pain
1: mm, okay. at some point. And, yeah, the mother was in the mix. Um, Mark, I apologize. He had an ESPN gig for you know, it. No, because it certainly does sound like you – it does matter to you what we think about the locks based on your – it the ramble it, it
0: actually. Yeah, only, and you're a clown, bro. You yeah, stupid
3: ass. Why is Why is your mic still on? That's a question for you. Why, like, by the way, I only do I care when I'm when the the showing by the two of you and the three of you for heaven's sakes and who knows what else has happened in the back room over there was what it was. Otherwise, it would have been fine. How about just a normal? My response? point was you you disrespected the Titans after saying how they've been disrespected. Well, I've only added to their motivation then.
1: Uh, yeah. So. Derrick Henry's going to run for a bunch of yards, but it's probably not going to matter because the Chiefs are going to score like seven out of nine times. That That's what I'm be, saying. Yeah. Are they? Uh, their
2: offensive line is coming together. They were able to run in short yardage. Like I think they're going to be able to run the ball a little bit too. The, the, uh,
3: like they're the, the the ball. Like the whole thing with the Chiefs is like I'm in the same camp as Greg a little bit. Like I refuse to panic because it's the Chiefs. But if they fell to three and four, is that a mini crisis? That I think that would be the last thing Especially, you would expect. Especially,
1: you know, I mean, the fact that in that game the three first half turnovers last week and was like, oh, is this the same thing again? And then they turned it on. Let's see if they can it's a build big some game momentum. For them. It's a big game. All right, and then they get the Giants next week, so the Chiefs have a chance to build some momentum if they could win. All right, let's move on, uh, Mark. It is snaking, and you know you've got it. You, you fiery mother.
3: Yes, you've got to organize your Sundays in the role that we play diligently ahead of time, and I this has been on my radar because. It includes one of the most um, intriguing teams I've watched in years, and it is Houston at Arizona. I just want to see the Cardinals go in there and flex their muscles. And if That's you watch, surprising. if you've watched Thursday Night Football, um, Erica, you know about this. There is an ad uh, that they play throughout the game on national television that somehow features uh, yours truly popping up in the middle, saying something totally innocuous like, "They are the most interesting team in the AFC." So I'm just going to say this about the Cardinals, Erica. They are the most interesting team in the NFC. Now, if you can put that up the ch- get that in into- Talk about branding. Let's get yeah. that in the next ad. Wait, like look say at look spend- the camera.
0: Look at the camera. And then Greg what and Dan, Greg and Dan be super, inv- <laughs> yeah. like, look at Mark, like, yeah. very invested. And then, Mark, throw your pen down and really sell it.
3: They are the most interesting team in the NFC. Oh! What? <laughs> <laughs> Money in the bank. Now you can, Dan can squeeze in on the same. Yeah, Dan Dad was <laughs> Ad like, for yeah, "I'm not letting bad. him yeah. have this.
1: In I'm in this. Cut me in that promo." All right, you are in that promo, by the way. You got upset about some other promo. You're the only ATN face in that big time. That makes it so
3: much more delicious to me. And it's, you know, my kids saw it last week. (laughs) They didn't know what was going on. So, and on the flip side, you've got,
1: maybe I need to make another secret phone call to get rid of that commercial.
3: No, 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 (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. Anyway, where, where are we? I would just say this on the flip side for you. (laughs) No, No, the floor is beginning to fall out. (laughs) You've got Brandon cooks, who I think has been their most valuable player this season on offense. No question about it. It doesn't matter. Calling them totally undisciplined to, against the Colts last week. It's starting to get ugly. Arizona comes in and just drops a big A-bomb.
1: So the story, I guess the story for me around the Texans is this Deshaun Watson situation. So um, John McClain, who is as plugged in as anyone, or you know, he's been there forever, and he's with the Houston Chronicle, and he is pretty strong this week and says there is a trade that is coming down between the Dolphins and the Texans for Deshaun Watson, and it's happening. And it could happen this week. And then uh, there's been some pushback in various outlets uh, saying, no, 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 that's not the deal. But, Greg, it's interesting to me uh, that it's McLean that it's coming from. And uh, do you sense that something could happen even by the time someone listens to this podcast? I mean, it's interesting that
2: he's putting it out there, yes. But
1: it's almost
2: identical wording to similar reports in training camp before training camp. So that it, that the, it was this close, though. Yes, there was there was there was one before training camp that it that it could be imminent, and it also mentioned the Dolphins, and it didn't happen. I understand that the Texans and De- Deshaun Watson are aligned in wanting to get him out of there and get something for him now, and so you have to believe that that's where this information is coming from. I I kind of don't want to slam anyone for doing it until it happens cuz i don't necessarily believe it yet right. i just i guess i just don't believe that a team will trade for a guy who is a you know if you read all of the material sure looks like a sexual predator and has 22 Counts that are up in the air in terms of the civil case, and ten counts in a criminal case that could go to jail. So I guess I don't believe it until I see
3: it. We'll and, see. And, and to your point, you know, Greg like, well, and I, a little birdie. Are you going to play him this year? By the way, well, no. Exactly. Oh, that no, was the I think thing. that's super yeah. messy. But Greg and I, a little birdie, told Greg and I that there Just are. do you? Yeah, there are major issues in Miami, sort of all over the place, right. With various.
2: I- Coaches, I'll GM buy people. that ownership in Miami wants Deshaun Watson, and that's what it's going to take to make this happen. But I don't necessarily buy that it's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. We'll see. Well, I, mean, I don't really know. The, I'm just saying yeah. I don't want to, like, cast judgment on it. I want to see what
1: happens. So, like, if I were a team, say the Miami Dolphins, um, why would I want to – make this trade before I know about the criminal situation. Right? Like, what is Is there a rush here? I mean, the Texans, I guess, I could see from their perspective, like, we don't know about this guy's future. Let's get him out of the building before he has no value to us if things take a turn for Deshaun Watson legally. And Watson's
2: agent is as powerful as there is in the league. So I think he's part of this too.
1: Um, So you have that side of it. It makes sense. The Texans, they've already, they've processed it. They understand the situation. He's never playing another down for them. Get him out of here while you can. But if you're the Dolphins or any other team, imagine, just imagine a scenario where you pull the trigger on this trade. You give up multiple first round picks. You get slaughtered from all corners, rightfully so, by the way, if you trade for a guy with the allegations he's facing right now, and then he don't play for you because he ends up, his career goes up in flames because of his legal situation. Why would anyone trade? And maybe, maybe, even though I like John McClain, and he's a friend of the show, and he went to Baylor, and I like Baylor because I like my family, uh, in Texas, <laughs> maybe this is, all, this is all BS because the Texans are so desperate to get this thing done. That they're just trying to scare somebody up and to do a deal. Don't but you think? You did, I guess going to do No, because it comes idea. from
3: McLean. I think that right. there's something very different about. it. Are you selling low at this point right now with so much uh, unknown about? Well, that's Sean the idea. Watson? If
2: you're the Dolphins, you're maybe thinking, can I get them lower now and not face any competition
1: for them? Then it could. But you're be. still giving up three round first round pictures. Is the most right? You could then give up. then it would be absolute.
2: Everything yeah. about it to me is ludicrous. Uh, It does make – it puts a little extra – I know we'll get to the Dolphins, but it puts a little extra on Tura and Chris Greer, their GM, and – Brian Flores this week. I feel like it makes this week, next week, a little God. bigger. I mean, Miami's first-round
3: picks are looking good, though, right now.
2: So. Right, and sorry, Cardinals fans, but you're playing the Texans. Your defense will give them some love. You, they're winning games for the Cardinals. Their defense has really won them games, and so you would think they're going to blitz Davis Mills into the ground, and you guys will have fun watching.
1: I kind of like the chances of the Cardinals winning at home against 18-point favorites, Texans. I think,
2: and, is, I, and I would still ouch. take the Cardinals.
1: They're not – It's not the, there's some huge college-like spreads this week in our league. You have 17-and-a-half – I'm looking at the Caesars book here – 17-and-a-half for the Cardinals, 12-and-a-half bucks. Uh, let's see. There's another huge – Rams book. are 15. Rams are <laughs> 15 over the Lions. Jared Goff's got to be feeling good about the trajectory of his career. All right. Let's push pause, hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Let's move on. Up next, the old Zeus are some interesting picks in the top four – so I am very happy to announce that I will be taking a late game, and it will be the Eagles at the Raiders. Um, hmm. Eagles, by the way, they continue to be connected to Deshaun Watson as well. and They've got the picks too. I feel like Jalen Hurts, while he hasn't been bad this season, I don't know if he's done enough to this point uh, to make them be like, "Oh, we got our guy," so we're getting out of that messy, muddy business of Deshaun Watson. So, keep an eye on that situation. But uh, in the here and now, I'm just—I'm not feeling good about the Eagles. I don't think—I don't think this is a very good team. I think, uh, you know, injuries have hurt them, and especially in their uh, positions of strength, and it's—it's showing week after week. And I think when they play good teams, they get exposed. And if you're going to go on the road and play the Raiders who are have usually been very good mm. in that building. I think this is going to set up well. Now, there's the Basaccia bump. Is that still a thing? That is the question around the Raiders. <laughs> uh Rich Pesachia, the interim coach, we're now uh clear of the John Gruden mess uh, by n- nearly 2 weeks, so you would think there's some type of comeback in that organization inside the building. Uh does the Basaccia b- bump extend? Uh we shall see, but I really like the Raiders this
3: week. I don't I, think the, mm, the I thought the whole I think you're about to lock it up. The whole bump thing, I mean, I, we're asking like people's emotions on the Raiders' players to still be bubbling because Rich Basaccia is the coach, or according to Greg's theory, John Gruden doesn't exist as a human being anymore, so they're very... The, I the tend rosters. to think it's
2: like a one-week bump right. for the most part, but we'll see. But the other bump, but though, I impressive. think... But it's
1: unprecedented. It's truly unique. No one's ever seen the Basaccia bump. There have been other bumps in society. It's a different bump. But the Basaccia bump could have more
3: legs. Well, so mystery, we're in the middle of that mystery. We don't... I remember when... The
1: Basaccia bump, baby!
2: Bobby, Bobby trino quit, everyone was like, oh, now they're going to really play great to stick it to him. It was like, nope, that Falcons team stung. It was like a nine-year-old Greg was furious about that situation.
3: Yeah, we were already working in football at that point. Go ahead, Come Mark. I, I would say that you also had a bit of a Greg Olsen bump who, you know, was in the shadow of Gruden for so long. Like, Evan Silva pointed out, The cars yards per pass attempt last week were 12.6, the most of any game in his 116-start career. They really leaned on play action a bunch more. They got a little bit better along the offensive line, I thought, in terms of their run game. Josh Jacobs said that something changed last Sunday, that lanes were appearing i'm not sure that happens against the eagles but I, one other thing i like the eagles offense annoys me it's been so streaky and even you go to that bucks game they were completely you know in a slumber for long stretches of time and then you know jalen hurts gets going fantasy wise towards the end they do have lane johnson back who's been out for a personal matter that matters a lot that's huge against that imp- pass rush that improves two tackle spots lane johnson
2: who said he was dealing with mental health issues uh released a Really interesting statement on it, uh, and appreciated the support of the organization. uh, Yeah, as he got himself right, is one of the best right tackles in the league. And now you move Jordan Mailata back to left tackle, replacing Dillard. So suddenly you just you improve both tackle spots. So I think you match up pretty well to slow down the great Raiders pass rush. And the one thing that kills the Raiders is their offensive line. And I think the Eagles could take advantage of that. So I think this is a coin flip. I picked the the Eagles. I've been wrong about the Eagles so many times. I'm just gonna keep being wrong picking them and the Raiders. <laughs> this is really a tough spot for me. Uh, I just never, and I, now I'm in, I never thought Derek Carr could be this good. I think he's so much better than he's ever been. Quasi-badass. I, ha- like, I have him as a top five. I have him ahead of Patrick Mahomes right now. Like Chiefs fans Whee! are worried about that. Wow. He is playing out of his mind because I don't think he's gotten a ton of help either. And you just got to look at how he's played in four or five of these games. It's been awesome. Their, their quarterback is so much better that it makes me a little worried about picking the Eagles.
1: I believe in the Basachi bump. I believe in the, you talk about Greg Olson, the Olsen Ole. Oh, wait a second. The Olsen, what is the? The Olsen Okay. You come up with another one. Well, but oh, when you so Ole, that's like a, a negative it? thing. The bull then hits. It's like Olay, it's just frisky. That's like a bad Whoa. offensive lineman. Ah, <laughs> yanking <laughs> that thing back. What is it, the mini curtain? It's but, also like a woman. The, the sash, the face cream. Cream, Olay. Flag, So sash. that's The Olsen Olay, and that's why I'm locking up the silver and black. Wow. Oh, okay. I like that. Pretty good. It's fine. <laughs> that's good. I d- doesn't anger me. I I know I know in my heart that's a nice lock in a big spot. I think it's a nice lock cuz I think the Raiders are going to lose. I know, but you know there's some pixie dust on these or uh, locks lately a lot of that's these true a lot of these crazy stuff. wins I mean you and in.
2: Mark had the same ones and everyone like included like a missed field goal or a <laughs> doink at least or something in a row uh, uh, we're tied
1: atop to the, the standings there you, you and go together. I had the Cowboys locked up last week and legitimately I was watching the game as it was unfolding against the Patriots being like I locked up uh, the Cowboys so something weird's going to happen in their favor because I got some <laughs> juice right now I think that the sprinkle you got that sprinkle. A little hands is hop. We have uh, the
3: same record, but you, you have the, all this juice and fairy uh, well, dust. You know, you you got, and what am I? Like, well, uh,
1: you got the Jeremy sprinkle. Know. I'll lock up Patrick Mahomes. So this uh, whole you know, arrangement is absurd. All right, here we go. That's good job, by me. nice four o'clock game in a big spot. <laughs> Greg, you're up. What
3: is this show about?
1: <laughs> it's about me. <laughs>
2: go ahead, Greg. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to pick two games here. So that, that's how it works. That's yeah, something yeah. to keep in mind. Can
1: I jump you again? I'm going to take Panthers-Giants.
2: <laughs> Panthers-Giants. <laughs> the rest of the early games uh, have problems. Panthers-Giants <sighs> interests me if only because this Panthers team was is going to be part of this season, or at least we thought so, and that the Sam Darnold thing is, is sinking a little bit more each week. The first play last week to me was Sam Darnold in a nutshell. There was no pass rush pressure. Mm. He he looks to his left. His first read is taken. When the first read is taken away and teams are sitting on these short routes with Carolina, they're daring him to go deep. He panics sometimes, and he just starts running around. There was no mm-hmm. pressure on that play. He starts running around. He runs left. He throws right. It gets picked off, and he seemed to be in a terrible headspace the rest of the game. Then again, he threw some Dimes in the fourth quarter. It was kind of outrageous. The seam ball he threw on fourth down was one of the best throws of the year by anyone. He made another great throw on fourth down to DJ Moore on the sideline to keep the game going. So he he has his mo he has his throws where you really are impressed. I think this Giants defense has been getting a little better, but I don't know what happened to them this year. They gotta win this game, Carolina. New York is all banged up, and I I guess I just I want to see if Carolina's gonna be in the mix. I was really tempted to take the Giants because I Feel like they're due, but I I, uh, I just uh, can't buy them right now. They're going to be missing Andrew Thomas, who's played well for them at left tackle. They're going to be missing Kadarius Tony, who to me was their best player along with Daniel Jones this year. And uh, without those two guys, I, I think Carolina does get it.
3: And without them, after a hot start by Tony like in the first quarter before he went out with that ankle injury. He, he's
2: to me, one of the biggest stories to me that hasn't been a big story. I think he could have been like offensive rookie of the year type stuff if he had been helped.
3: Yeah, it's a big loss. And I mean, they were a disaster after he left the lineup and, and Daniel Jones, who had only, you know, two turnovers in the month previous, totally imploded last week against the Rams. I get it. It's the Rams, but it was just, it was an eyesore and, and they're just missing too many people. And I, I, I think Carolina basically is just sort of a nine-win team. That has to try to struggle to get through the Sam Darnold experience. I mean, Matt Rule came out after. Well, the you got to make him week. get him better, though, right? Oh well, no, he's throwing. He's completed under 55 percent of his throws over their three-game losing streak. Which you know, that's fine in 1987. In 2021, completing 54 percent of your throws is is un, unheard of. I remember so. in London, Dan was happy to see
2: Darnold struggling. Ultimately,
1: like it was a tough day. And I'm on record like, on this. I yeah. don't hide from it. I don't want Sam Darnold to become an elite quarterback. I don't need him to be embarrassed and play the way he played for most of that game last week either, because I know he's a good guy. Um, but yeah, this fine, is fine. Then you're, in, I think
2: he's he's you're kind of who this he is. is a good zone yeah. for you. This is fine. he is, yeah, fine. I, this yeah, is, is awesome. who he is. They made a
1: massive mistake. Though. What was that?
0: Yeah, these guys are awesome. <laughs> All
1: right, Sam, I got you. you. You should know that at one point, Darnold. If you didn't watch this game. Uh, was five for 18 for 99 yards with six and a half minutes to play in the fourth quarter.
3: Well, like that ending wiped out everything else we would be saying about kind of build
1: off it. But even after that, I think rule was steaming over the first three and a half quarters because the quote he had after the game was we need to become a or it was Monday. I think he even had time to think it over. And he's like, we need to get back to being a running team, which, by the way, Christian McCaffrey, another Carolina failure, as he's on IR right now, is uh, not playing. And yet he's saying we need to be a run team. And here's his quote. We're going to redefine who we are. That's the only way we can win. That sounds like a guy who for the second straight year is having second thoughts about who he got behind as a starting quarterback.
2: I mean, not for nothing, their offense never struggled this much last year. Their 25th. In DVOA, they kind of did right at the end, and that was that was where Teddy got. Yeah, the
3: yeah but this
1: wasn't but they, their plan. They, they didn't though, Greg. By the way, what's up? If it struggled at the end of the no,
2: season, no, I get it. But at no point were they the 25th or 26th best offense. And gotta passing. be better. I I actually want to give him a little Darnold and Rule a little more leeway here and evaluate it after 17 weeks. There is a chance that's fair. He could respond uh, uh, positively. You know, the rest. It's of almost the
1: time. like he was. Darnold was got a ton of praise in the first three weeks. Right. And uh, upon a closer look at the games, is like, maybe he shouldn't be getting this much love. Now he's getting destroyed as being like the worst version of himself the last three weeks. And maybe that's not quite accurate either. He's just one of those guys. He's a little bit of both.
2: Like, he's just in Giants fans want Gettleman out, like, now. So they, they could really use a win just to
1: Right. And, and Joe Judge is looking at it like, how do I separate myself from the bathwater? All right, let's move on. Uh, Greg, next to you.
2: You know my drafting tendencies well. You knew I didn't want to take Jets-Patriots or watch it, and I don't. It's just like only. Thank you for that public service announcement. So I'm going to take the Packers and the football team. As my uh, second game there. I think the Packers are due for a blowout win. Mm. My strategy, you know, I said my strategy was take the Chiefs as much as you can. My strategy the last couple weeks is pick against the football team as much as you can. Uh, They're out of the bounds for locking them up this week, but it's a defense that's now moved Landon Collins to linebacker. Yikes! Ron Rivera had to have that conversation with him. I think if he wasn't guaranteed money, he wouldn't be... On the team anymore. Chase Young has been good this year, but they play him so much. He's played like 50 more snaps than any other pass rusher. And he, so he's first in snaps, 20th in pressures. And the Packers might get Bakhtiari back soon, probably not this week, but they got Jenkins back. I think their offense showed a few more dimensions, getting Lazard into the mix last week. I think the defense, even though they're short four or five starters right now, has gotten incrementally better. They haven't had that week where you're just like, ooh, this is the Packers. I think they get that sort of week against the football team and it heads into a really fun Thursday nighter which should feature 2-6 and 1 teams Packers Cardinals next week. And
3: they have the Chiefs after that too. So you you have to handle your business here against Washington. I yeah, I have been hard on the Aaron Rodgers like experience for years just because I don't know, I can't explain there's some teams that just don't do it for you the way that they might for someone else, but I love watching this offense because of its balance and it's Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. They they beat up on Chicago last week, 154 yards on the ground. And that team, the Bears are a good defense, were able to get to Aaron Rodgers. I think they sacked him three times, twice in the first quarter. So they were able to create chaos, but then the ground game comes in and totally solves it. So I I don't think there's any real roadmap for Washington to keep up with Green Bay because their offense, I like Taylor Heineke in theory, but that thing has fallen <laughs> off a cliff to some degree.
2: Mm. They need a second receiver. They really miss Curtis Samuel.
3: That's been a rough free
2: agent signing that Logan Thomas, they re-signed to a massive contract. I think he's got about a hundred yards this year. He's not even the leading tight end on the team. He's been hurt. He's been hurt. Um, but even when he's been in the lineup, they haven't been able to get him the ball. Uh, I also like that Aaron Rodgers kinda of take a step back this year. Reminds me a little bit of Brady and Manning and Breeze when their offensive line isn't playing as well and they you know, they're they're not quite as healthy on offense. He's kinda of game managing and just trying to like get better as the season goes along, laying back, not doing anything. You could crazy.
3: read that that he's totally disengaged, but I don't I don't <laughs> think that's what's happening. He doesn't seem too disengaged, okay. does he?
1: I mean he's he's still if you get rid of the week one, which is a disaster, he's top ten or top three in major categories across the board pass yards per attempt 12 yep. picks one uh 12 touchdowns one pick since week one 117 passer rating so very efficient yeah like not throwing not crazy, as showy. yeah like not as like a lot of, they yeah.
2: signed whitney merciless we should mention the former texan uh one of the all-time great texans whitney merciless you should also yeah uh, and they they need some help up front because they're going to be without preston smith they don't have zadarius smith so they're going to give whitney merciless a, a spin
1: and just spinning back real quick to carolina stefan gilmore uh, could play week seven. Oh, yeah. We didn't mention that, did we? Nice. Um, you know who like could that use that a guy train.
2: like Stefan Gilmore? The New England Patriots. <laughs> yeah. That would,
1: we'll get to would that. really help that team. Um, he didn't fit in with the culture anymore because he wanted
2: money. <laughs> <laughs> we we got to bring Jamie Collins back. Got to free up that cap. Now that is isn't
1: an,
3: highly underrated. Jamie like, Collins. It's happened like four What's happening? times here.
1: This is going to be a grisly blowout. We'll get to that, Greg. Um, Washington has been a big disappointment this year. Heineke has been, yeah, struggling a little bit lately. The defense, you know, you, it bothers you, Mark. You saw some people saying the Browns are one of the biggest disappointments in the league. The Washington football team. They're lucky to be 2-4. They are very lucky. Very fortunate. They have been one of the worst teams in football. And uh, also your boy, Scary Terry McClory. McClory is uh, banged up bad hammy. So that's Good another sandwiches
3: issue. sandwiches on his performance this year.
1: He's been okay. Ooh. But it's been his team. That um, you're you're in trouble there. I'm in big trouble. <laughs> All right, up next, the old Zeuser
2: didn't oh, count yeah. on Heineke for seventeen.
1: No,
3: months, you know Greg's, what? Up?
1: Greg's draft is complete. Chicago at Tampa.
3: What grade? Carolina do you give, uh, at Greg's Giants. There,
1: Washington at Green Bay. Is there a good game here? Is there a competitive football game here? I don't know. I'd have to give him a C. You give Greg a C. Yeah, on the draft. You know, it's not a great week of games. <laughs> he agrees. He knows. <laughs> All right. I'm going to do Jets-New England. Um, we'll see what you're saying
2: when, when Trent Green is like, <laughs> hey, you know what you got to do on third down? You got to pick up that 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 first down. And I've got Tony Romo just like educated. He's not wrong.
1: He's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, he's accurate. Do need that first down on third down. Uh, Jets at New England. Don't like anything about this game for the Jets. I think it's a great spot for the Patriots. But the Patriots are also kind of hard to figure <laughs> out, like, who are the Patriots at this stage? We know they're not a great team anymore, Uh, but I don't think they're a bad team either. Um, They could be potentially they have a chance to continue to progress. And I've been on the record with this, Greggy. I think that Mac Jones has been pretty good all season. And Absolutely. I like what I'm seeing from him. And I love that even in the, you know, after the pick six, um, you know, that he goes right back on the field and he connects with Bourne on the 75-yard touchdown. And, and I, I believe, I believe it was Robert Saul that said this week, a study of, the Patriots game plan shows that they're opening up the playbook little by little for Mac Jones, and that that is encouraging. He's gaining the trust of Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels, and I think he's going to have his way with the Jets' defense. Mm. Now, the Jets, the first time these two teams played, they're playing twice here in uh, about six weeks. Uh, the Jets' pass rush got home. So that, that could change things potentially. But I just think that Mac Jones will make plays. They're going to score some points, and there's no reason to trust the Jets on offense right now. Well,
3: and the last time they played, they picked off Zach Wilson four times, who I, I look at this offense, and it's like I would just say at this point, can we just see more Elijah Moore? Can we just start to see any remnants of the Shanahan attack that we talked about? I don't think Robert Sala has the pieces, obviously, to win, but I don't know what kind of grade you give this entire coaching staff after this stretch of play. It's not a good one.
2: Offensively, it's it's rough. I, I've, I'm I i not that confident as a Patriots fan going into this game. They haven't shown like that they can dominate. Even that Jets game was all about Zach Wilson imploding. Now, may, maybe that happens again. I, I think this is an important game for Salah and Wilson. They're coming off of a bye. They've gotten two weeks to prepare for it. Show some progress. Zach Wilson, I, in three games out of, what is it, five, has been the reason they lost. Like, he has not given them a chance to, to win. I think for the next, what, 12 games, don't be the reason that they lost. Maybe more than once. Well, you could be sometimes.
1: Once. You M- maybe rookie, once. But not I, But not more. Like- Right. Anymore. Not
2: be the yes. reason, and and I want to see Salah, you know, come up with a game plan. Like I, I think this is a chance for the Jets to show some progress. It is for for Mac Jones and the Patriots too. They got to let Mac cook a little bit more. Yeah, this ag- mean, go un- unaggressive
0: this unaggressive play calling by Bill Belichick is driving me absolutely Ooh. insane. To be fourth and three and not go for it in overtime to give the ball back to Dalit. Like what is happening here? You need to let them go, but I totally. Th- I'm like I I agree with you Greg I'm really nervous about this game because it's so like these Patriots to not necessarily you know hammer home a win like they need against the Jets but I'm still going to lock them up I'm oh. going with the Pats <laughs>
2: It is a little over. The, no, it's, uh, seven. The it's right oh, seven. It's right at seven.
1: seven. It's
3: under be inside seven. Oh, damn! I stink at this game. I mean, you play by your own <laughs> set of rules, though, so that's
1: yeah. So Zach Wilson, I, I was. It happens sometimes as a Jets fan, and I feel like it's happening more in recent years because I'm just so frustrated with the organization. That no show in London just that pissed me off. It's like you you go in there and you totally no show on offense, and you don't get a big stop on defense to try to save the day. And it's just too much of this disappointment. I need something to hold on to. I need something to build off. And giving me one win against the Titans, uh, that's not going to, like, make me feel good. Beat the Patriots. You know, they're, they're eminently beatable. And well, you why? Look, wait, but you look at, you look at Davis Mills. Uh, I know it was in Houston, but Davis Mills had his way with the Patriots defense. Just because he's a Jet quarterback doesn't mean that Zach Wilson should be dead in the water because he's going up to New England in 2021. So go show me something. Show me that in the bye week you got better as a team. You made adjustments. Yes, get Denzel Mims involved. Get Elijah Moore involved. Figure out ways to get this kid comfortable because if he's as good as you think he is, he should be able to improve as the season goes along. The fact that he they took that win over at the Titans and then completely no-showed in London annoys me. Do something, Jets.
3: You want to see them develop Young players and grow with the team they have, and it's not happening. I am slightly stunned that we're acting like New England's just going to roll over and die against the Jets. That would be an embarrassing loss. They they went punched for no punch one, with no the Cowboys one, last week, right? But the last time, basically, they had they're
2: they're leading the league in moral victories. Greg victory. always says this about.
3: I, I know this would be a, a total embarrassment for Bill Belichick to lose to this Jets team of, this week. Of course, but he's he's lost to the Jets before with much better
2: teams, Like three times. My my point is they played 89 snaps on defense last week. The last time everyone gave you know every the Patriots their flowers for winning a moral victory in a big primetime game against a great team, they were down 10 points against the Texans the next week. Like, to Erica's point about being aggressive with Mac Jones, the, the end of the game not going for fourth and three didn't bother me as much as the fact that they kneeled on the ball with 90 seconds left in the first half. Davis Mills and the Texans were in the exact same situation last week even worse and they're going for points so you got to let mac open it up a little bit and uh i just don't think a two and four patriots team which is below average can be counted on to blow out anyone you've
1: prepared yourself for a potential stunner right in foxborough and i like it i like it all right we're gonna take a quick pause here we'll be right back all right one more pick they'd be tied at two and five how about that mark Sessler. mark Sessler, number five i mean uh
3: i think we have multiple picks left do we not that's it buddy Oh you're right I will take Atlanta at Miami it's my it's like literally the only game available to me I was eyeing something else which is unavailable so Atlanta Miami the one you thing have about- other
1: game if you want it if you want to get the uh, I don't the like no that the
3: other game is a late game I, I like my day to become easier as it progresses not more challenging we know suddenly double games at four o'clock like shoot me out of a window um but <laughs> Falcons at Miami Dolphins in total disarray the Falcons last two weeks. You start to see the Arthur Smith offense. I know that it came against you know the Jets defense, but they're they're spicy. Matt Ryan's been playing really well, and for me, I think this is you know I always was interested to see what Arthur Smith's imprint would be on the on the Falcons. And it's uh, we're talking about a Jets team, for instance, that's not developing. You can see it with Atlanta's offense. I, I I can't wait to see what they do with my with the Dolphins. I guess like last week looked like a it was a stepping stone for Tua. Earlier on in the game, uh, they lost to Jacksonville. And this is the, You talk about the most disappointing team in the NFC in Washington. Miami's the AFC's one.
2: There's a lot of bad juju with this team, whether Flores will be there, whether Chris Greer will be there. With the Watson stuff swirling, it just feels like a big game. In London, they did not have Xavier Howard and Byron Jones, who to me are kind of the identity of their team, certainly of their defense, and so they'll be back. Uh, They also get healthier on offense at at receiver. They get Parker and Preston Williams back. So those are big guys returning. And yet I just, I don't know if they can beat the Falcons. Like the Falcons are a little frisky on offense. They get Calvin Ridley back. They're kind of fun to watch. I I will think of Kyle Pitts a little bit differently. I think, Having uh, seen him from that sideline view, it's just mm, a, freak. the the way that he moves. at his size is just outrageous, and how strong he is at the catch point. Like combining those two traits on the same field as Patterson and Ridley, like they they are they're kind of fun to watch. I think they could be a sneaky fun team the rest of the year offensively. We'll see. You're not too
1: excited. What? I still not think
2: they not could it. I could think they could lose this game because I'm not buying their defense at all. And I, I think this game does a coin flip game.
1: Just being totally on a scheme does nothing for me. The Falcons don't excite me. The Dolphins are depressing. Well, you uh, thankfully
2: you, you don't, don't reme- have to, you, you don't, don't have remember to that quarter Patterson, uh, <laughs> shove that he had I on do. the side. That was exciting.
1: That was, that was Hits. thrilling. I'll never forget it, but uh,
2: that was some veteran yeah. quarterbacking. We saw live, like the way he moved in the pocket and was just like seeing it all. It was some and like, maybe he could do oh, it again,
1: again here, but I think Matt. I don't know. I feel like he gets exposed a little bit and, in modern-day Matt Ryan, against good competition. But luckily for him, the competition but I, I is very I completely stopped
3: yeah. trusting, like, a Miami defense that a couple of weeks ago I thought – might have a way to, you know, get in the grill of any quarterback. And, like, they've been completely falling apart.
1: Tua has to be annoyed because it's like, you know, I'm still very young. I I was injured. I came back. I played well. And then this entire week and this entire organization is all about bringing in this guy to trade for me and the reports that the Texans have zero interest in me. And it's just like, uh, this is hard. This NFL life has not been so enjoyable. This is not what I signed up for. But I guess he's paid. He was well
3: missing three wideouts a week ago. Their offensive line is a D minus disaster. I mean, it's not an easy place. For Maybe them. the one team though that you don't need much of an offensive line against. Um, finally,
1: uh, before we get to the primetime games, the Detroit Lions at L.A. Rams slaughter. Uh, L.A. Well positioned for an easy win here. Detroit, the last winless team in football. I know they've been competitive a couple of weeks, but this doesn't set up well for them. I thought I want to give uh, Sean McVeigh a little bit a credit for uh, manning up and uh, acknowledging that he did not treat Jared Goff well on the way out the door that never sat well with me. Uh, The way they handled the end of that season, the press conferences, there were, there's a different way to go about it. When Goff was a former number one, overall pick who thrived for you for a period of time that helped take you to a super bowl. And then you were like all cutesy about it. And then, you know, buddied up with Stafford and Cabo and then said that never happened. So he owned up. I could have been better. I could have been more communicative with Goff, who, by the way, never heard from Sean McVay between the end of the season and getting the phone call he was traded. It was just like, why ice the guy out? I don't know. Maybe there's more to the relationship, but I'm glad he brought it up.
3: I mean, and that said, if you're a Rams fan... I love what they did. I mean, yes, well, you could have course. handled that part. Of they benched
2: him for John Wolford. It should not be forgotten. Right? You would
3: not have even have started that game. It was a, it was a brilliant,
1: no doubt about it, move by the Rams. I'm just saying it could have been handled a little more class uh, from the coach.
3: I mean, it's in, within days of each other. You have Stafford being talked about by McVay, and McVay. You know, I asked on our TV show last week what do we think McVay would say about Stafford's season so far, and he said he's been better than I thought, and I thought he was going to be really good. In Detroit, you've got. Dan Campbell saying that Goff needs to step up more than he has. We're already at that point where it's like Goff could be benched at any moment here.
2: I'm curious about this Rams defense who really played well against the Giants. I know it was the Giants, but they just haven't had a a dominant performance. It was really their defense that took control of that game. So many parts of the Rams are like surprisingly good other than Stafford. Daryl Henderson has now started 16 games in his career. In those games, he's got 1139 yards and 10 touchdowns. Good ball player, Daryl Henderson. Mm-hmm. The offensive line, which people really got on them, they didn't try to upgrade it at all this offseason. Just kind of went with the same guys. Suddenly, their offensive line looks great. Like they test out as one of the best offensive lines. And remember that hard knocks guy, Dante Dion. Of like course. one of the only highlights of that season. No, I don't remember him. Now he's starting. Oh, he was like the fun. I know. I'm the hard knocks dude, little I, guy. I even... <laughs> Is he the guy, the dinosaur guy? No. 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 <laughs> Go ahead. Not that one. The one with the Chargers. He's starting now. He played well. Like, they're getting contributions from a lot of people, not just, like, the big names.
3: I mean, the Lions had 61 yards in the first half last week. They didn't score till about, you know, 50-something minutes into the game against the Bengals. It's... they were plucky. I found them interesting for the first couple of weeks because they were in garbage time showing up to some degree, but they, to me, they are headed in the wrong direction.
1: And I get it, and I like when coaches are honest to the media. Um, It makes (laughs) our job better. But, you know, Dan Campbell saying Jared Goff needs to step up and all that. It's like, Dude, let's not forget what this has always been about. Jared Goff has always been a patsy for this team, a means to an end to get a better draft pick and better positioning next spring. He was always going to fail. You surrounded him with zero talent, and he's a middling quarterback to start. So let's ease off on the public criticism of a guy. Why do? We, why am I the Jared Goff? I'm Mike Silver now. I'm like the Silver of NFL media, current day. Well,
2: not to but mention they're, like, they're without their top two receivers. Their starting center, their left tackle might be coming back finally, but like they've, they, what do you like, expect? Like, is what I mean. Their leading That's receiver.
3: DeAndre Swift and the second is TJ Hawkins
1: don't act like you went, when you traded for Jared Goff that you're expecting to get like Pro Bowl level play at quarterback position you never gave the guy a chance uh and and Goff knows that and Goff's just you know Goff's getting paid very well as well so it's like you can't feel too bad this for him is gonna
2: but still. Be, it's gonna be odd I feel like this is awkward for everyone especially when it's 41 to three like yeah it, well
3: what 20, if what pain a scenario what if Goff ever won this game. It would this, be one of the this, greatest this things we've seen in a long he, time. Yeah, people keep throwing out that stat. I will eat
2: Wes's softball pants. <laughs> <laughs> He's 0-13 without McVeigh. You know, it, the, the situations were pretty difficult. Terrible teams. Him, but... uh if, if he won this game, that's their Super Bowl. They don't need to win another right. game. They don't need to do anything else. That would be amazing. I think it's
1: much more likely that Aaron Donald literally pulverizes Jared Goff in a pancake sack situation, and he's on the sideline at the end of the game. That's a much more likely scenario, unfortunately. doesn't feel like it's going to end with a storybook uh, conclusion, but we'll see. We'll see. And that concludes me defending Jared Goff at every turn, apparently. Um, Primetime, Sunday Night Football, Colts at, 49ers. Okay, so it looks like it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. Trey Lance has a sprained knee. He did not practice on Thursday. Uh, Garoppolo is practicing. He has the calf issue, so he'll probably be the starter. And they welcome a Colts team that I thought um, Sunday, watching Sunday's game, they really looked like a team that was coming together a little bit. And then you think about, The Monday night collapse against the Ravens. I mean, like, okay. Three great quarters. Three awesome quarters in that game. Four awesome quarters last week. And even beyond that, Mark, uh, Carson Wentz, I think Paris Campbell went down with an injury, which is unfortunate. But uh, T.Y. Hilton's back, and they're bombing it downfield, and he's looking like 2017 Eagles. Carson Wentz like, okay. Putting Jonathan Taylor here, and we're cooking a little bit.
3: Yeah, they, they're averaging nine more points per game and 100 more yards per game over the last three weeks. Wentz has had two of his three highest single-game passer ratings in weeks five and six. And right, if you look at that Ravens game, yes, the collapse was a mess. Love the way they responded last week. But the first three quarters showed you the kind of team that no one's done that to the Ravens, not that way. And like you've got DeForest Buckner coming back into town maybe a little agitated after San Francisco traded him away. Darius Leonard has been awesome. Uh, For me, I find the Niners uh, kind of sucking as the most depressing storyline yeah. around. I mean, I they genuinely raised my excitement over the season. And Super Bowl teams do not lose three games in a row the way they've lost. And mm-hmm. I don't think that with Trey Lance, we're there yet, whether he plays or not. I mean, and Jimmy G has a very identifiable ceiling. Who are you guys taking? Because
2: this this one, like, the Colts have just looked like a better team than the 49ers. And yet, the this, the 49ers have to win this game. You know, this is Jimmy Garoppolo's last stand, potentially, as starting quarterback. Yeah, you're right. That Buckner trade has not worked out very well for San Francisco. They they drafted Javon Kinlaw, who hasn't been great, is injured right now. The, the one thing I'll throw in there before I'm curious about your picks is that the Colts seem snake bit. Julian yeah. uh, Blackman tore his Achilles, is out for the season, was a big time player for them uh, last year, was struggling a little this year, but was coming on lately. He's gone. T.Y. Hilton re-injured or got a new injury. He's out of practice with a quad he injury. He didn't practice Thursday either. Braden Smith hasn't come back yet at, at tackle. Rocky Sin, who's a starting corner, has also been hurt. So this team's been pretty snaked and with, with these injuries. I mentioned Paris Quinton Nelson's still on IR. We don't know if he's going to be back. It's a lot of...
1: Campbell's injury. on IR. He hurts his foot after scoring a 51-yard touchdown. So that it is a, it's a coin flip game because of that. I am so unimpressed with the Niners uh, to date this season. Uh, but in their building against the super banged up Colts team, I'm still picking Indy. I think. Are you they, are you loving juice.
3: this? Uh, you know Shanahan maybe not doing what I we mean, thought Shanahan would do. You well, specifically, I, it's a big because,
1: moment for him because I, the hero worship of the guy was always a little weird to me because he's done had one good season. And it's still that case. You know what's funny is I just never understood it. You uh, you've talked about a mark as a a guy lording over a dynasty. Well, I, I literally I, I, said they're going to win multiple Super Bowls. How about multiple winning seasons? All right, it's but I, I've
3: also called it the most ah. depressing storyline. So I'm 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 equally annoyed by it. <laughs> it uh, it's funny But I don't I don't like
1: I'm not like pumped about it. But it's like yeah, this is like they're kind of like this in under Shanahan. This is who they are, kinda. Go ahead.
2: It's similar to
1: uh, <laughs> it's similar
2: to his dad. Who, for the last 15 years of his career, would get so much love as like an innovator and the hardest guy to coach against and all this stuff, but couldn't get them back to like a winning formula over again. Like Shanahan feels like one of the most influential coaches, Kyle, that is, of the last 20 years, and yet Dan's right; he has one winning record. That said, uh, as a head coach.
1: That said, and that's why Trey Lance is the the secret to all of this. If he can get healthy and get the trust of Shanahan, get in the lineup. And and thrive, okay, everything changes because I feel like he's the guy that's supposed to unlock Kyle Shanahan's greatness once again. It just hasn't played out that way and we're starting to get November. I like November. this primetime
2: game because these teams are both confusing to me, but could be something like it's a big game for the two of them, even if it's not a big one for right. uh, yeah Sunday night.
3: Better than Seattle Pittsburgh.
1: Right. That's true. Or Seattle New Orleans for that. One. Oh, as we and for John. Finally, Monday night football. <laughs>
4: And now, another edition of Sippin' on
2: Vino, Checkin' on Gino.
1: Gino Smith, he had a chance to be a hero last week.
2: I mean, he was. He set them up. Uh, you remember that field goal drive? It was like a legacy drive. Well, wow, the get, bar is very can low he get for him them to, to be a hero. Can he get them to overtime? He's got 90 seconds to do it, something Baker Mayfield couldn't do. Can he do it against this great Steelers defense? That's
1: what he does with the Jets, too. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I then he kicked—they
2: yeah. got the field goal.
1: That what, and, what? that's the end won. of the hero story. It. They that got the field. Goal. So he went to overtime. All you need, Greg, and let's look at it. So they got New Orleans this week, Seattle. They got Jacksonville next week. Then they get the bye. And then, yeah, you know, probably we'll see. But probably you would think Russell Wilson might be back for week 10 uh, at the Packers. That's all conjecture, obviously. But all you need, Greg, for, to save face here um, is te- uh, Gino to have one big time game just before that bye and now you're down he couldn't do it well, the rams he had the one and a half good drives uh in relief pittsburgh not very good but okay, you know, game. blew the game you know how about solid the saints solid pff grade you get two you get two home games here and we'll start with the saints bad news though greg because we like the saints uh certain parts of the saints we do like their defense if you're uh, the Saints, you're feeling good because you have a bye week. you got a great coaching staff, so you're going to be coached up. Again, getting healthy. And now you get Geno Smith. Uh, this feels like a good spot for the Saints, unfortunately.
2: Right. They're the number three defense in terms of DVOA. So this is a tough spot for Geno Smith. Uh, Carson's hurt, and now they might have lost Collins, too. The the Seahawks seem like they found something in terms of their run blocking in the second half of that game, and that would certainly help Geno out. But this is a tough Saints team to run against, too. Like, I I don't see um, them winning with the approach they took against the Steelers. They're going to have to be a little more aggressive offensively, and it's going to be tough because you have in Marshawn Lattimore, the rare guy that you think can match up pretty well with DK Metcalf. I, I know Lattimore had that one or two plays against the Giants that went sideways. Other than that, I think he's the best cornerback I've seen this year. I think he is having his best season, and he's the key to that defense. It's a tough matchup. And,
3: you know, Quan Alexander back at practice, Marcus Davenport. I mean, we'll see who's available. Traquan Smith Will Lutz, back at Traquan practice, Smith. Will Lutz. They got a lot of yeah, they're getting healthy coming. So I, I uh, to me, because personally, I'm not saying that you guys have to do this, but sure. I am personally forking the Seahawks. Ooh, they are out. Ooh, a
1: personal fork.
3: Well, I did. I mean, I'm not announcing that. You can join me. But I'm, they're out of my they're out of my No, own. you know why I'm not? Be- it's been a nice, you know, you decade, almost decade honest. run with, with Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, but I'm not even sure that Russell Wilson won't be the Saints' starting quarterback uh, week one next year. Here's, well, here's for new why listeners,
2: we, we haven't forked a team in, yeah. in years, an old segment where we would all have to agree, all four of us, you guys would get infuriated when I wouldn't fork teams. <laughs> Sometimes that right, but play it's a, it too safe.
3: It's a personal
2: forking, now, so I don't care what anyone says. We else haven't thinks. done the segment in a long time. You are saying they have no chance to make zero the chance.
3: You are putting us. St- you are saying you will donate to charity if they make the. Play. I am not saying I'll donate to anyone, but that's that is how it's worked in the past. So I, I don't. I'll donate <laughs> oh my something. god, Mark, stop it! I I think, <laughs>
1: Mark, I think um, that was a mistake. I think that was a mistake because the NFC is very top heavy. It's gonna be a little dirty down there in the wild card battle where you don't need to have a big season. Uh you might even maybe even eight wins. Who knows? Get you in the playoffs nine. And uh if you can just even if you lose this week and you beat Jacksonville next week, you get to the bye at three and five, and then Dangerous comes back and they heat up with Dangerous, I think it's gonna I think it was they, a
3: precise hit. You're gonna be sweating. I don't this. know who the girl is telling me to stop it. She can stop it. No, I think you like that. I do it like again. it, but I but I can counter back. <laughs> oh, my God, Mark, stop I it. you really like
2: that. It's fragged. Uh, I think they maybe found <laughs> – Ooh, good one. <laughs> found something last week in Trey Brown, uh, the rookie corner. You know, between him and DJ Reed, that might be a good combo, and Adams is playing a little closer to the line of scrimmage. Okay, maybe you find some things there. Adams have a sack get. pressure. Where are we at? He certainly had a pressure in that. What game. was it? the but, interception? The thing oh, fired bounced into his, his face yeah. mask.
1: It's like, dude, make a play.
2: Bounced right, and this there. is a this is a quarterback, Jameis Winston. That I think Sean Payton has seen the light that he's gonna have to trust Jameis a little more. But Jameis, make a throw the ball. Get rid of it. Uh, it in on PFF he faces the highest pressure percentage. Of any quarterback in the NFL, and that is not a reflection on his offensive line. That is a reflection on him holding the ball and patting it. He's got to get rid of it. He's inviting all this pressure, and Sean Payton's getting
3: driven a little crazy. Alvin Kamara, 15 catches on the year. It's not even thrown to him. Ride that Seamus coaster.
2: And that was another edition of
1: Sipping on Vino, Checking on Gino. All right. I just need one. One big game pay off five years you, you like you know so now, the, oh, this they, bit goes on and on and on your Gino bit's been going on as long as almost any bit on the show we, but we, this will pay off with a big performance <laughs> in prime time
2: now what if they lost 34
1: to 31 but he plays great that's fine that's I, a big I, performance I think that totally checks out okay, I mean it'll be better right. if he's the one that leads the final field goal drive or touchdown drive but if he plays lights out and they just get beaten the shootout that counts as you being right about Gino I mean yeah Jameis Winston versus
2: Gino Smith um I can I hear Chris's voice a lot on this show, and and with this game I hear his voice and it's annoyed, it's angry. And, well, he's not the only one voicing that. Right, I do, it's saying things to me that are not kind.
1: I do want to point out too, because this is important for you, Greg, because I know you know everybody wants to be right on the show, and you've went to bat for three quarterbacks uh, repeatedly in the show, and especially this summer, many more than just three. But in particular, where it's been polarizing, where you've been on an island, Jameis – Teddy, Gino, you need at least one of these guys to come through by the end of the season.
2: I mean, it depends what you define as come through. I think we know where they are at this point in their career relatively. I think Jameis Winston is going to lead this feisty Saints team to a fun season. This I'm is a, a weird loser. team. I'm, I'm kind of fascinated. Playoff season? Yes. So fun. I think they're going to make the
1: playoffs. By the way, right? and I should say that Jameis Winston, by the way, is you know 12 touchdowns, three interceptions – uh that's for, great his pass 5, ratings, he's, he's he's got the the season his numbers are pretty good uh his baseline numbers uh so that is an improvement but we'll see there's a lot of football to go he's had some rough ones as well all right uh before we go uh the Wesling brothers just rife with drama inside that family and if you think this is something new then you don't know the way the family is constructed this is a family that when they were young mama Wesling. Uh, there's so many mouths to feed. She would bring home a piece of raw steak and send the boys into the basement and throw it to the bottom of the stairs and say, eat up. That's how it worked. And that was dinner. That was Sunday dinner. And they and there was no holds barred. It was clawing and biting and scratching and punching and kicking.
2: Poor Larry was just a baby.
3: Went, went <laughs> and some of the brothers are much taller than others, so you could tell kind of who were winning those battles back in exactly. the day.
1: Exactly. So the fact that they've been <laughs> scuffling uh, in this particular game, the locks challenge, Uh, you know, not surprising, but it should also be known. They're doing very well here Uh, with this week's
4: pick is Nick Wessling. Hey guys, Nick here again. Just want to let everyone at home. know, in case you already didn't, that's four in a row for the Wessling brothers. And just to address Larry's so-called spite pick last week, it's a good thing. We didn't let him lock up the Browns since they got smoked. And we were all 100% on board with taking the Jaguars over the Dolphins in London. So, on to this week. Once again, we couldn't come to a consensus. So, we took everyone's second choice. So, we're going with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tennessee Titans. I know what you guys are thinking. The Chiefs defense is weak. And Derrick Henry's an absolute bulldozer that, that's going to run right through people. But... Reports of the chief's demise have been greatly exaggerated. Patrick Mahomes is going to round into form this week, and that's why we're locking it up. Good day. Good day. Good day.
2: I mean, so that means- you might want to get on Larry for how he chose me, but you know what? Larry brought a lot of energy, a lot of entertainment to his read. I think Larry right now. Number one in the wrestling. Well, I don't want uh, them to,
3: Well, wait a minute, though.
2: I thought know, that was a nice, yeah. a nice calm delivery. We don't need there. An affectation
1: yeah. for the wrestling brother. They should be who they are.
2: Nick is usually pretty charged up. I, I he he's been doing drinking. great. I'm just saying, if he's going to take a <laughs> shot at Larry, Larry brought it, and so I just wanted that to be
1: known. Uh, I mean, okay. you're
2: stirring the pot a little bit, but I understand. That's
1: absolutely true. <laughs> um, all right, so you guys all took the Chiefs. I know. I don't feel Much good about a that. Fearless uh, uh, warrior.
2: Erica. Though, here, what 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 are you settling on now?
1: Did, did you so
0: yeah, I mean, I I thought it was seven. Just take
1: the Chiefs, so you
0: know. What, no, what, no, 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 no. Let's no, all go no, down. Everybody together. take. No, the no, no, no. I'll I will, I will take the Ravens over the Bengals. Hey, get grave. Okay, that's is that it? Oh, it? Is look? that
2: yeah? It's
1: just it's on, six six and a half. okay. Yeah. Uh, grave digger, get him on here. What what about this grave digger? What about all these jabronis locking up against the Titans after that performance on uh, Monday night? It looks like you guys are trying to end your streaks. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Yes.
3: What? That was a victory for you?
1: <laughs> no, this gravedigger doesn't usually drop a hammer and he doesn't
3: he just bury you. Yeah, He's he just. I don't feel there. touched by a hammer he, or anything. He just, just put it from six feet under. You just okay. got the Bunsen burner blowtorch. I feel nothing
1: from the gravedigger in a big spot.
3: But Mark, this is the so rare crazy. time when Greg and I are on the same island and, you know. An uneasy be alliance
1: up. between Sessler and Rosenthal. And the, the Wesslings.
3: Too many.
2: <laughs> I always thought it was silly when we have the same same picks. <laughs> All
1: right. And meanwhile, um, I got the uh, Basachi bump. I got the Olsen Olay. Got that going on. I mean, you do The don't, Zeus or Zoom.
2: An Olay is not something you want. Got your it, Olay right like
1: here.
3: It's like, hey. Come, you've got a bull coming at you Yeah, come here, come are,
1: here. You, you think you got me pale. figured out. Bang, you haven't. You went right through the old curtain.
3: Like a third of them wind the up curtain. dead. <laughs> these bullfighters. Right through the set. mini curtain
0: you go, bull. <laughs> you guys are out of control. <laughs> All
3: right, we'll be oh, back. Oh, wait, can I say
0: one thing real quick? Oh, here uh. we go. What well, I'm thanking a listener
3: named Benjamin David Dawes, who <laughs> that was sent my favorite these moment lollipops the was to the, the reaction to Mark saying, Can I have one more every... It's like, Seriously, <laughs> this is a very nice uh, listener. Benjamin David Dawes, who sent lollipops. Nice. Dan, you've had one already. One,
1: but he didn't send me the lollipops.
3: Okay, so. do I have some for the kids? Can I bring some? I'll ones? happily give you some. Okay. This one is very, very I like I, you know, I do. Oh, wonder... you didn't even pick a purple one. You didn't even pick Ooh, a green one. No, that'll be, that's not, there was not one. <laughs> I am an ally. We previously had someone send us lollipops where one of the flavors was breast milk. And I'm not – that that there was a very strange box of them, and this has more wholesome – Send us one of those. I guess that is a wholesome product, but this is more lollipop. Is there anything flavor. more
1: wholesome than well, – No, no. I think, very I think that, very that
0: would make Mark such an ally if he was just licking a purple lollipop walking around the halls. Yeah. <laughs> I'll work on
1: that. Be an ally, bro. <laughs> Lick a lollipop. Good stuff. Mark Sessler, Thursday Night Football – Blank, bleep that out, because that's a surprise.
3: How did you find out?
1: I have sparrows. Thursday night football uh, recap coming up. Sunday, the flagship, where we recap every game that we just previewed. Please come back for that. And, of course, the Around the NFL broadcast, doing big numbers, like huge numbers, both here and internationally, in terms of uh, the rating. Um, NFL media requests that we don't share what the numbers are, but they're big. Just real big. So get get on the train, get be a part of the revolution. Saturday, NFL Network, set your DVR.
3: And carrying the network wouldn't be too strong.
1: <laughs> All right, Dan Hans is signing off for a Quiet Storm, the old boss, Ricky Hollywood, the gravedigger. That's it. All the wrestling brothers fighting over that beef.
3: <laughs>
1: Heed the call.